Hello and welcome to another edition of Brotherly Love Eagles Podcast. It gets table worse is set. Worse every week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Sudfeld era. <laughs> 13 and 3, and I have no confidence in this team going into the playoffs. Can I just say, if you're, I think if your last name Sudfeld, like you, you have no chance of being a, a good quarterback. What are you talking about? He's Studfeld to me. <laughs> Studfeld. <laughs> just came up a, with that. Know, Come on. That's going to be a thing. Have, you have to have a pithy name to be a, a good quarterback. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz. Brief. It's got to be brief. Studfeld. Cam Newton. Studfeld. Studfeld. <laughs> but Nate. Nathan's that hasn't it hasn't been a good year for Nathan's Nathan Peterman. But don't they just doesn't he just go by Nate? He goes single no, he goes single syllable. You're saying if you abbreviate it, you're okay. Yeah, yeah I guess it's not Thomas Brady. Yeah, could be though. He it could rebrand. be. Well, I, I, we could get into might as well get into it now. There's going to be a lot of talk, and they have to be thinking about starting him instead of Foles. Yeah, but they won't. I they got to at least think about it. I'm not. I, I I agree with you, but I mean, Foles has looked terrible, terrible these last two weeks, you know. And the the first drive looked promising, and then of course Tory Smith dropped it like Tory Smith has done all season. Um, but which, then after uh, that, which his... reminded me of the Riley Cooper drop in the New Orleans playoff game <laughs> under Chip Kelly. A little different stakes, a meaningless game in the last week of the season compared to a playoff game. But yeah, I know what you mean, but. Yeah, I mean, he just, he looks slow. He doesn't look like he's reading, you know, reading coverages very well. And he just, I, I just, I just don't have a lot of confidence in him. The good news is. That interception, is, he looked like he was playing catch with the Cowboys. Yeah, that was pretty pathetic. And the great, <laughs> the great thing about how horrible he played is that his QB rating actually went up after the interception. That's how bad he was playing. Oh, wow. Because yeah. he completed a pass just to the other team. <laughs> I, I don't know how that happens, but. <laughs> But his his QB rating was under ten, so it went from like six to nine or something. But it was it yeah, was pretty pathetic, um, all game. But yeah, you know, it's gonna be the defense. I think the good news is that we have zero expectations. They're gonna be the underdog. It kind of reminds me of that team. I think it was a Ray Rhodes team where the Lions came in and everybody picked the Lions to crush the Eagles, and the Eagles boat raced the Lions and scored like over fifty points. I don't think that's. I don't think we're gonna score with fifty points. But I like that no one is giving us a chance. I'd rather be there than everybody thinking we're going to somehow make this miraculous run to the playoffs. I mean, to the Super oh, yeah, Bowl, the, sorry, the, Super Bowl. The, the emotional burden or lack of burden of the Wentzless Eagles is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and the last two weeks have shown, if nothing else, that the defense and the cold is going to be, is gonna be hard, to, hard to deal with for any, any team coming in. How about our backup defense? Yeah. Handling the Cowboys' first team. Yeah. That was impressive. No, without a doubt. And uh, the the rookie with the Achilles, Sydney, he got some playing time, so that was good to see. He looks yeah. like he, he definitely has the tools. He probably won't play in the playoffs. And I love Rasul Douglas. Yeah, I, he, he I, talks I like a lot of trash. Mills. A lot of trash. Love that. Yeah. No, and he just he, he likes to play, and he's not, he's not afraid to make mistakes. And sometimes he does, of course, but – He's always right back out there. So, you know, he's definitely the young secondary definitely looks like it has a lot of potential. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, you know, as you said, zooming out, Dougie P is going to have to he's going to have to resort to some sort of AFC North Ravens offense. If we're going to get through these playoffs, ground and pound, take it out of Foles' hands. I ground think and that's, pound, play action. But hey, that's yeah. the problem is Foles is not even doing the run pass option very well. I mean, guys are open and he's just missing the throws. 
he's a, I mean, what I've concluded about Foles is that he's like the he's as streaky as a player can be. Yeah, it seems. Um, <laughs> and I'm defining streak as his one season with the Eagles and his dumpster fire of <laughs> uh, subsequent two runs with the Rams and uh, Chiefs. Uh, and then the one game against the Giants in the last two he's had. So, yeah, it's it's going to have to be we get 150 rushing yards and we have a few dynamite play-action plays or something. But that's that's what Frank Wright and Dougie P have to figure out because I think the defense is going to hold up to some extent. So let me give you a scenario. We're, we play New Orleans – since it's New Orleans, Carolina, so let's say we play New Orleans, unless Which the Falcons win. The most likely, it's outcome. most likely going to be New Orleans or the Falcons. Yeah, uh, you know. So let's say it's one of those two teams. We go down seven nothing. First three drives, three and out, three and out, three and out. Do you start thinking about putting in Studfeld? Oh, uh, I just don't know, Matt. I mean, he he looked accurate, old Studfeld. Because here's Which the thing: is, is if watching that game, it was he was playing with all backups, mm-hmm. and he's playing against their first team defense. He was at least able to move the ball. He's at least a little more mobile out of the pocket. He at least seemed to have some accurate throws, and he seems to have a stronger arm from everything I saw. Like, look, I'm not saying this guy is Studfeld. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> we know it's a different game with Wentz, but right. at least I feel like he could keep a defense more honest than Foles. No, granted, his um, he was on his stat line. He was incredibly accurate. I I don't have it in front of me, but his quarterback rating today was like ninety one. It's like ninety point nine. Yeah, he threw over a lot of yards. He he broke some record for most accuracy for first game starting with at least twenty pass attempts, or uh, not starting, but in a game with at least twenty pass attempts for your first game. Yeah, I agree with you. His his like ball location was sterling. So you know that's good. And to your point, it was against the first team defense in a meaningless game. Um, so, but the problem is like the NFL is littered with quarterbacks who look promising in a single game and can't string together any consistency, but against Foles's, you know, Austin high school, Texas performance. It's like, <laughs> here's pretty the thing. Good. Here's, here's the thing. Here's a beautiful thing about Studfeld. There's hardly any film on him. That's true. They're just preseason games uh, and a half a game against Dallas. That's it. Yeah. So they don't know what his tendencies are because there's not enough film on him yet. It's just, isn't it baffling? Like they showed his career stat line at Indiana. If you looked at that, would you be like, yeah, this guy's a pro prospect? How do they figure that out? He, I mean, he does, he has the height and he has the, he has the arm strength. That's true. He played in cold weather. Yep. Comes from the heartland. They have Sounds to at least like think Tom about Brady. it. I, and, you know, call me paranoid, but, you know, I, I'd rather go down with a guy who has more promise than, like, oh, the guy who's been there before and has won this league. But, it, like, sometimes people just have one good season and they're never good again. You know, like, that happens. And I just, you know, I just see foals and I just don't see a guy that – is going to scare any defense or, you know, because I figure even with a good defense at home in the cold, we're going to have to win. We're going to have to score at least 17 points to win. I don't see Foles doing that for us right now. Yeah. I also, yeah. With, with new Orleans too, I I don't think it's 17 will be enough. I think Alvin Kamara is going to give us fits all day. Well, Alvin Kamara is going to have at least one big play that's bound to happen, but yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, maybe, but, 
in the cold, if it's really cold, you know, with the defense playing as well as it is, with all the starters having rested, being fresh after three weeks off, like it, seventeen could do it. I'm not saying it definitely will, but that's got to be. It's got to be like a seventeen fourteen game that they're going to win. It's not going to be a shootout. If it's over twenty one, we're losing. I, you know, at this point, and I don't think. I don't think Peterson has anything to lose. Like, if he came out and announced, like, Studfeld's our starter, I'd be like, I'm okay with this riverboat approach because that's, that's what we're going to have to do. He's going to have to gamble. Not gamble necessarily, but he's going to have to reinvent the offensive game plan because yeah. we've scored uh, roughly negative 14 points over our last two games. Right, and which quarterback <laughs> gives you the best chance to win? Right. You know, and if they think it's Foles, then fine. I'll live with that, but they have to at least think about it. And I do I, think you're right. I, I don't know if it's uh, if the prelude is we have like a string of three and outs, so the or the entire first half first half is abysmal with Foles. But if he comes out and throws like a pick like he threw today, then I think we have to we have to go to DefCon five, <laughs> DefCon one, the worst DefCon. Yeah, we go to the worst DefCon and put in Studfeld. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, because I there's always you know a couple of the writers already said like you have to think about it, but they're not going to do it. Like same thing you said. Yeah, but, the only the, the other thing too is I'm I have like New Orleans. I have their overall defensive ranking, which is seventh. I don't know how what their disparity is between rush and pass defense. Um, but it, if New Orleans is like a a defense we can handle with like a dominant running game. What worries me even more than anything apart from Foles' struggles is it seems like the, the offensive line has like a hit a bit of a rough patch and it's rhythm in the run offense. And maybe that's a symptom of um, them kind of downshifting into the end of the year. But if we don't come out and get like 150 rush yards, I don't think there's any way we win this game. Well, was Newski was hurt. It was good to see him playing today and he looked, he looked, back to normal and they, they had some nice runs it just yeah it was <laughs> it was just a pathetic effort and I guess you know the cold had something to do with it but you know it's just two weeks in a row where the offense has just looked you know pedestrians being nice they just look pathetic I think it's gonna have to look like the second half of the Dallas game that's what our offense the the first Dallas game that we won in in Dallas right where um our run offense was unimpeachably good. That, right, I or that second half in the Chargers game or in like the fourth quarter where we just right. ran out the we're, clock the last six minutes of the game. Those couple of games where Wentz wasn't you know, quite himself or the passing offense just hadn't quite clicked and we, we leaned on our, our run game. And that's when he wasn't had. hitting the deep ball. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's, it, it's, very, it's very interesting – and, you know, 13-3, and three, you know, we should be ecstatic. And yet, here we are thinking we are <laughs> the worst 13-3 team in the history of the NFL. Well, we are going into the playoffs. Maybe <laughs> On offense, we are, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a, another example where a team just kind of like, they lost a franchise court QB going into the playoffs. Well, the Raiders last year. Which oh, the Raiders last year. Yeah. Yeah, Carr is not that good. Yeah, not, I mean, he had a left. he had a great year last year. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah. Any team that comes in here is going to be favored, whether it's the Falcons, whether it's the Saints, whether it's the Panthers. Any one of them is going to be favored. I I saw one guy say he thought if the Saints won, they'd be they'd be favored by seven. 
that seems crazy to think that a number one seed is a seven point underdog at home. I take that money. Yeah, I like I'd, I'd I bet on the Eagles. Yeah, I think that's on a, that line. I think that's a bit much. Yeah, because the defense has shown that they, at home in cold weather they can be pretty dominant. Uh, well, well what, we, you'd like to say what the what's the old adage when we turn into our father? Defense wins championships. <laughs> oh my God! When we were for our listeners, when we were Matt, when we were watching the uh, the Raiders game on Christmas night, and at, he, it was just like a succession of like that commercial we were talking about defense with championships. <laughs> and he was like, let's just, let's run the ball down their freaking throats. <laughs> like he was getting so bad that we weren't uh, resorting to a 1924 offense. Man, I'm, I wasn't there for this game then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, what, what do you, what are you, what are your thoughts? I, I um, feel like I, as negative as it's going to be this week with Philly talking about the offense. Like I said, in the beginning of this podcast, like I'm glad that no one has expectations for the Eagles. Now after Wentz went down, this is exactly where I want to be. <laughs> yeah. I, like in the back of my mind, I always think like, like if we don't win a Super Bowl in the next five years, you know, when Wentz comes back, Wentz comes back, We'll all look back on this and think, oh, this this would have been the year. There will always be um, – the Eagles fan base will always look back and wonder. And I'm assuming that we, we uh, don't make a run of it this year, which I think is a sound assumption. This is the year – yeah, this is always going to be the year what if, you know. Because this was kind of like our Seattle year, right? We have a – Yeah, second-year quarterback. Second-year quarterback, out. so we have all this free money because yep. he's on his rookie deal yep. after he – He'll only play what probably eight games of the regular season next year, or twelve maybe. He's not no, gonna... he should be back for the regular season. I mean, unless it takes extraordinary. It's a nine to twelve month recovery, but these days most of these guys come back after nine months. He'll, yeah, he'll reason... miss most of training camp, uh, if not all of it. But he should be ready week one. It's just that that, that first month is going to be like training camp for him. So they're not going to get off to the hot start they got off this year, no matter what. From what I understand, so there's there's that, and what I understand, Schwartz is a leading head coaching candidate, which I who surprises me. Like I love Schwartz as defensive coordinator, but I would never hire him as a, a, a head coach again. No, I, I agree with you. If I were a general manager, I wouldn't. But you know, there's such a scarcity of good coaching in the NFL; it, it stands to reason. Yeah, I just I think that's a mistake if anybody hires him. I know he's yeah they, the the Giants. He's interviewing for Giants, I think, this week. No, I, I think you're you're right that he's in the class of like a Wade Phillips, you know, or a Spagnolo, like guys who are great defensive coordinators that just like you know don't have the extra gear as the head coach. Or it's well, I think they're too fit. emotional. That makes them great defensive coordinators and makes right, them bad exactly. head coaches. Exactly. There's like a buccaneering spirit that goes into yeah, defensive coordination. Exactly. That you, you have to be more cerebral as a head coach. Yeah. So anyway, but I I say all that because you know. Chances are we lose Schwartz. DeFilippo um, will make, become a head coach. Right. Um, I, I like, I've heard Reich, although I don't believe it. Right. Well, or whatever the case, we lose kind of one of our key assistants. No, the then, hot name is DeFilippo. Everybody oh, it is. Okay. says he's like the McVeigh. Like, that's the name that every, I, I keep hearing. I see. But in any case, then you have like <laughs> I one, more, <laughs> one, one more year. One more year then with Wentz on his rookie deal, then you have to pay him twenty five to thirty million, and then you have you know the franchise QB albatross, right? Um, so that really sucks, and we'll I'll carry that around like a stone in my heart for the rest of this season and for the rest of my life, I think. <laughs> but uh, 
Uh, well, next year, next year we'll still have pretty much everybody, and then the the cornerbacks will just be one. The young quarterbacks will just be one year better. Right. Um, yeah. The I think the worst Hicks now, will be now, back and get hurt midway through the year and be out for the year. Right. 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 So we have that to look forward to. <laughs> well, I think um, you know as I look forward because I you know I I'm kind of again I'm writing off this pl- playoff run, good, bad, or indifferent, but. You know, at at the very least, like for the next ten years, you know, I think worst case scenarios will be like the Packers, where we have someone who's a generational talent, and and I, I don't know about Peterson. Still, I mean, I I think I still believe in him, but my my uh, fear is that you know we end up in a McCarthy Rogers situation. That would be the worst case scenario, I think, for us over the next decade. If you have an elite quarterback, you still always have a chance. Well, that's what I'm saying. With Rodgers, the worst, the worst the Packers ever are is like ten and six on a wild card team, but they make the playoffs every year. Yeah, they made it to the NFC Championship game last year. Yeah, but we we just need to if we do lose. And I agree. It, I think McCarthy's a terrible coach. Right, I agree. Uh, but I, I think Peterson's a better coach than that. Um, but I, I think if we lose Schwartz, we would need. You know, this is another... the first true test of you know the Peterson honeymoon of this this season. He's going to get a lot of flack for two weeks in a row of a pretty spotty game plan. Right, and and if you think about you know the paragon of coaching and not leaning on any one player, it's obviously Belichick. But yeah, that's the hallmark of great coaching. Can you adapt to? You know, catastrophic. But that was good that they they uh, made sure Legarrette Blunt got enough yards to get his three hundred thousand dollar bonus. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, I saw that that Brent Selleck didn't get his five thousand yards as an Eagle, and the one uh, one of the writers from Philly Voice was all upset about that. I was like, who cares? Five thousand yards, big deal. Like, no one's gonna be like, oh, you remember Brent Selleck had five thousand <laughs> yards as, in his career as an Eagle? I guess Brent yeah. Selleck might care, but. We'll all still love Brent Selleck, and we'll, we won't be like, man, I wish he'd gotten that 5,000 yards. Also, like, it's such an arbitrary number. Yeah, I don't I'm even saying. Think like, Selleck, Selleck will cares. still be a hero in Philly because he's always been a guy that's, you know, done it the right way, and he'll always he's be. Get, yeah, yeah, he's going to have a great Philadelphia honeymoon, like yeah, Deuce Daly or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't think we need to belabor the point until we see who we're playing. Like we said, it's probably going to be the Saints or the Falcons. Um, I'd rather be the Falcons. Because uh, I, just... I, 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 bold prediction is not that bold a prediction. I think <laughs> the Rams will slaughter the Falcons. You think the Rams will slaughter the Falcons? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's going to be one of, the, you know, one of those, one of many regular season games we saw this year where McVay comes out and scores thirty-seven points. Well, the, the Falcons biggest... have been a fraud all year. You know, they didn't even look that good today. Well, I, I mean, I, I think with Atlanta there. Even though they don't score a lot of points, um, their their offense can still like have a game because they just have so much talent between Freeman and Julio Jones and Ryan being like you know an above average NFL quarterback. So they're eighth in offense. The problem is their defense. Well, he's more than third. above average. He's he's been above average this year. I mean, he was an MVP last year. But yeah, yeah. No, I mean above average this year. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their defense is twenty third. Special teams twenty first. So I think the Rams handle them because they're fourth on offense, sixth on defense, second special teams. You it know, just feels GT, like Atlanta's looking in the playoffs. When they do the playoffs, they don't do it based on DVOA. <laughs> no, I know. But it's the only way I can, like, normalize out, you know, what people's records are. You love your DVOA. But I, I, I agree. I, I think the Falcons have been sputtering all season. And the Rams, yeah. 
I'd be, I would be surprised if the Rams didn't win by more than, you know, like, yeah, like you said, 10 points. And I, I know everyone likes to giggle at DVOA, but the one thing I think it captures, which I do believe, is New England is like first overall on offense and 32nd in defense. Right. And they are garbage defense, which kills me even more because chances are New England will be in the Super Bowl. Um, that's not a bold prediction, obviously, but it, well, the Eagles with Wentz would have gone up against a historically bad Belichick defense. I still think it's the Steelers out of the AFC. I think I think they're going to break the hex finally because I just think they have more talent. Yeah, I just like I think I think in the NFL playoffs especially, I don't think uh, I don't think talent is is the ultimate doorway into the Super Bowl. I think because the moment, no, no, I think the moment gets so big because it comes down to this, you know, like obviously you have to win. If you're, if you get a bye, you have to win three games to win the championship. Right. It, it comes down to these really high pressure games. Um, well, yeah. And I would give the talent side to the Steelers, but you have the franchise, uh, the historically great QB, the, maybe the best of all time and one of the best, the best coaches coach of, of all time. time. So, yeah. yeah. So it's always going to negate that talent factor a little more than most. And the Steelers, because they're coached by Tomlin in, you know, a close game when it's, you know, they have to do something. They either have to score in the last two minutes um, or prevent Brady from scoring in the last two minutes. You know, as, as Lombardi likes to say in the situational football moments, they'll, they'll melt away like the right. snows of yesteryear because Tomlin can't coach through those situations. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, but, you know. We gotta hope that the Eagles at least make it interesting. I hope the Eagles at least make it interesting. It'd be it'd be sad if like it was just you know like, like the, today. the Andy <laughs> like, yeah the Andy we Reed, lose to New Orleans the Andy Reid years of the championship games were just like we lose sixteen to three and it was like we we're never in it except for like a play where we thought we were getting back in the game. Although like, to your early, your earlier point in that era, we were always like favored. Yeah, no. and in the pregame, all, all the analysts would pick us, and then we yeah. lose sixteen to three. Yeah, no one's gonna pick us. <laughs> no one's gonna. That's uh, that's what I like. I like. We're, yeah, when we're in that, that spot. That's usually when we shine. What do you? Okay, well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this though. Back back to the playoff picture. Okay. So Carolina's at New Orleans. Yep. So I'm guessing it's gonna be. I'm playing. I'm doing a little Simmons co- cousin Sal here. I'm guessing it's gonna be like a three point line. Well, I'm sure the the opening lines are already live. Um, but yeah, I would, I no, I would say New Orleans, I would say New Orleans is, is favored by at least five or six, five or six, but Carolina has as good. A and I would say Atlanta, I would say the Atlanta Rams game is probably seven or seven or eight. Yeah. See, I think the Rams will cover, I think New Orleans, Carolina will be, I mean, they split the, the regular season series. I think Carolina, you know has as good a chance as anyone as beating New Orleans. Just from, like, divisional familiarity, right? They could trot out, like, a good game plan because they're just so familiar with Peyton's scheme. If Cam has a great game, then uh, Carolina could easily pull that out. Oh, Carolina has a shot, for sure. So that's what I'm It's like 50-50 that, of who walks into Philadelphia. And if it's Carolina, we, we have, you know... An immeasurably better chance of winning that game. I I think he, I you know, I never play. I'm speaking of Greg Graham. I'm going to pull Greg Graham here, but yeah. I always think that, um, you know, when you wish for the certain team, I always think that's not a good way of doing it. 
I think it's just like it happens, you know, you got to play whatever the opponent is. You know, on paper, sure, because we seem to play, always play well against Carolina and, you, you know, you'll take Except you'll take Cam Newton versus Drew Brees anytime. But I think Carolina has a better defense. Um, yeah, they're like, they're neck and neck, seven and eight in DVOA. Right. I'm just saying, like, my eye test tells me that I'd rather face the New Orleans defense. I'm going yeah. by the DVOA of my eye. Yeah, of my of my own eye. But that's why I, said, I think I said earlier, like, I feel like against Carolina, like, our run offense could struggle a lot. But against New Orleans, I feel like it's a game where, like, we could inexplicably just be gashing them all day with, like, Corey Clement. Yeah. That's what my heart tells me. Right. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, you not, see how the I games not, play out next week. I, I'm not seeing any lines live yet, so I guess. Yeah, I'm not. not I'm not wishing for either opponent. I'm just saying, you know, it's uh, definitely in my mind not a foregone conclusion that it's New Orleans. I think that game's gonna be close. Yeah, no, I agree. Whereas I think the the Rams will massacre the the pitiful the pitiful Falcons, which of course means that the Falcons will both boat race the Rams, and uh, <laughs> New Orleans will boat race Carolina probably. <laughs> And then we'll play Atlanta. What well, we will, we shall see next week. But until then, uh, yeah, we will uh, stew in the misery of our offense and uh, <laughs> hope for bigger and better things. And uh, we will definitely be here next week. Um, and then we'll keep an eye on Studfeld to see if, if anybody, if uh, there's any chance that he starts instead of Foles. But I think you're right. I don't think they'll take that risk. But it'll be interesting to see when they uh, talk to Dougie P tomorrow what he says. Yeah. All right. Well, until then, we'll see you next time. Later.